This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Three, two, one. And welcome everybody to this episode of Coming Home with John Allen. I am your host, John Allen. Before we get started with my good friend Raimund here, I want to tell you all that I thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you even more for watching. Look how cute we are. You wouldn't see that if you were if you were not watching on YouTube. Uh, you guys are all over the place on the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, on the um, yeah on the podcast uh, platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and whatnot. But I want to see more of you on the YouTube channel. Uh, like I say, that's the only place where you can see how beautiful we are here. Of so course. go to that YouTube channel. Uh, please remember to like, to comment. Uh, remember to uh, follow and subscribe wherever you're watching or wherever you are listening. Now, I'm going to turn things over to Raimond in the sense that Raimond is here for a specific purpose. He's got a uh, school project. He's, unlike me, this man is interested in furthering his brain power. He's taking a <laughs> continuing education, and we're going to talk about music but music in a little bit um uh, in a specific way yeah tell us raymond and thank you for being here man well thank you for allowing me to come i want to say this raymond is a good friend uh he's a family friend uh he knows my wife and children he's been in this home uh he's been on my show once before twice i have yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah, during the lockdown. Yeah, what a great sure. experience. You see, he remembers it so well. <laughs> no, no, but because uh, I was sitting in my studio and you were sitting down here correct, and did yeah, it yeah, uh, online. But this is, even though I've known Raymond for a couple of years now, uh, this is the first time he's been in my studio. So this is fun. That's true. It's That's good true. to have you here, man. Such a nice space you have here, John. Thank you. Thank you. Glad I could come down here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, how should I put it? I, I called you because I'm. You're the only guy who, who lives off of doing podcasts. Uh, and I have this task at school um, for my education that is super open, super yeah. wide. I could choose whichever medium I wanted to represent it. Yeah. Uh, and I read the word podcast and I'm like, I want to do this with John. Cause we, we, yeah, because we, yeah, because, only because we've been talking about doing this kind of stuff for yeah. a long time. For a long time. Yeah. And, and just sitting down and have a, uh, have a talk. Uh, and the topic is really, I think it, it strikes home with many of the things that we've talked about already. Sure, it's very the, relevant for yeah. us within our friendship. Absolutely. So to, to put it like in the Norwegian words first, and you can probably translate whatever it means <laughs> yeah. into yeah. To American, but uh, it is Oppgave i mangfold og kulturforståelse med fritt valgt medium. And it's sort of, uh, the task is, huge how would you translate that to me uh, the task is uh in relation to uh diversity uh within uh, music and the different cultural viewpoints uh that music represents that's how i would translate yeah yeah that. yeah it's yeah. probably yeah that's it it's a very uh, interesting topic it is we, we, it, we, it's super huge well I mean. it is and we were talking already and i got so interested before we were just kind of like doing a mic check a few minutes ago and and just that short little five minute conversation about the different angles from which musicians and probably not even musicians are thinking also about the listener, the different viewpoints where they see music and how it's interpreted. Yeah. And we can hear that, um, you know, if I'm, uh, if I'm doing a psalmist yoik, you will hear that I am not psalmist. That's true. If, if, uh, if a white man from Scandinavia is playing Delta blues, you will hear that there's that variation that this is not, 
a black man. And this is what gets me, you yeah. know, because uh, this was our entry point into that discussion. Because uh, I'm a musician, I play music. Uh, a darn good one, by the way. <laughs> oh, I saw this man's much, concert uh, last weekend. It was excellent. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, thank I just you. had to throw that in. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, don't mention Elder Woods by any means. It's okay. <laughs> Who? Uh, what? <laughs> um, but the thing is, you know, I have a lot of friends. Um, Roni, the the bass player and drummer, uh, studio drummer Hi, in Ronnie? my band. Um, from Brazil? From Brazil, actually. Ronilson, yeah. Yeah. Um, I work with him as well, and we listen to a lot of music. Yeah. Uh, I play a lot of music to him, and my take when I play music is like, okay, this this is some band I know, or this is something I'm making, and yeah. I'm in my head I'm thinking, hmm, this sounds really American, or I'm gonna yeah. like, yeah. Uh, this is Americana sounding stuff, and whatever I throw at him, if it's Norwegian, he goes, oh, that's Norwegian, uh, <laughs> and it's not a matter of. Uh, um, uh, of dialect, like it's 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 not the the pronunciation of words. No, he's talking about the actual performance of the music, the yeah, instrumentation yeah. of it all. Yeah. And and that's got me really curious about how could you tell that if if you remove like the the idea of pronunciation and and all of that, like the the words of it, how can you tell that music is even? Because it's not, it's not a matter of Scandinavian music. It's a matter of Norwegian music. Right. It separates between yeah, Sweden broken down. and... Yeah, yeah. There's a difference. We, we, and I hear this in pop music. I When I hear Swedish pop, I right away, that guy or that, that lady is Swedish. I just Why? know it. What's going on? You know, and that is such a deep question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's three words. What's going on? But it is much, much deeper than those three words because what is it that's going on? It is a... Um, I get just to be clear. I I guess someone has been doing some research on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. There are probably tons of tons of pages and articles about it. Uh, I've read some of them, but I really haven't found anyone who can pinpoint what it is. Besides no. the the general idea of well, there's a history from Abba and and the touch of everything. And but in the end, we're neighbors. We're with the Danish, with yeah. the Swedish, with yeah. the Norwegian. We're sort of we see in. Possibly in the world as as one, but we, especially Norway, has deep ties to to America. Yeah, uh, coming off of of the the war and and everything, yeah. we're not going to dwell into that. But um, although that is a significant factor, I've always thought that uh, uh, World War II and the aftermath, the buildup from World War II, has uh, to me there's a very distinct. Um, uh, there's a more dense contact between Norway and the United States than Sweden yeah. uh, or Iceland or Denmark. Um, that's just the way it is. There's a historical thing that did something to that Norwegian culture that made it more uh, homogenous uh, with the American culture uh, in many ways, not just musical. So that's I think that's a significant point. That's true yeah. because we are we are a seafaring nation. Yes, um, and and we have. Before uh, the Second World War, as well, yeah. we have deep ties to the yeah. U.S. But after Second World War, we have that the Marshall help, um, and along with that came a lot of that American culture yeah. to to appreciate and seeing it in England as well. Uh, you have the story way 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 back when you had the birth of rock and roll and and everything. Yeah. We're going to touch into the Beatles later. I I hope. Uh, oh, no, we I, certainly can do that. I, but yeah. I start smiling because everyone who comes on my show and brings up the Beatles, it turns into a, not not an argument. We're not like 
throwing hands or anything, but, but, but I always push back. Yeah, you can push back. I'm, I'm just going to bring it in there. Because goes, of, but, but the thing is, is it ties right into what we're going to talk about. Yeah, it does. This cultural viewpoint, the cultural uh, interpretations of music and how we can tell whether, th I almost said whether something is authentic or not, but that's, I'm not trying to say anything bad about a white guy who tries to do the blues <laughs> or a black guy who tries to do country, but we're going to talk about the black country thing as well. But there is a certain authenticity that is very much tied to culture. And if you're outside of that it's culture, true. it does do something with the sound. Yeah. Maybe as maybe well that, the that's perception. the thing I'm, I'm, as I'm well lacking. As the perception. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the, the, the notion that I'm sort of not catching up on yeah. that we're talking about, like yeah. Norwegian music. Let's get back to that. Cause we're, we're going to sidetrack we're going a to, lot. Yeah. Um, but so, so just to cut straight to the, to the question, why, how, how can you tell that music is Norwegian? Rony has tried and he has a, a, some pretty good thoughts on it. Uh, cause we, we have done, uh, some stuff in the studio and, yeah. and it's about he's Brazilian, uh, I'm going to hear you out first and then I'm going to give my <laughs> points. Well, I think it's ju it's just, it's a cultural thing. And then if you are a musician or a music lover, because you don't have to be a musician to hear these nuances and these differences, you can just be a long time, a lifelong music lover and you're going to hear it. And I think it is that almost unanswerable thing called culture. If I, let's take my example. Um, or let's take me as an example. I grew up in the church, a black church in the United States, so that I have an unfiltered, a pure recollection of gospel mm. in its purity. Um, gospel comes from where? Gospel comes from the field hands, the slaves of the United States. That's very specific. Yep. So if you're singing or playing gospel and your roots are not tied to that, my roots are tied to that in the sense that I grew up hearing it in church, uh, a church that was 99.999% black. So it becomes this thing, you know, we are so complex. <laughs> we, uh, we humans, we are so complex. We have these things that happen in our brain that get stamped in there over time. Yeah. And I was in that church environment long enough to where I can recognize pure black gospel as soon as I hear it. And then conversely, I can hear, I call it a filtered, and please people don't, I'm not trying to insult anything because there's some wonderful gospel music to be heard here in Norway. But when I hear it, I can hear that it's different. And I think there is a... Let me just stop you right on Sure, track sure. Because you're sort of treating the subject like, you don't want to step on anyone, but you you are talking about like gospel as you perceive it as like the the purest form of gospel. Yeah. Um, let me just shoot in that. Yeah. Even though it's not like what you describe the purest form of gospel, any form of call it a white man trying to to perform gospel mm -hmm. is still an art form. Uh, Absolutely. But, but but it's not like it, it's not sidestepped. No, it, it's not the same. It, it is. Exactly. It's, but, like, but it's you, like Picasso painted his paintings and then someone else can come along a uh, 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 hundred years later and try to paint 
like him and you will have a semblance of it, but it's going to be different. And I think the yeah. same thing can be applied to music. Yeah, but to use the, your um, uh, your picture of it, um, if a guy comes along 100 years later painting in the same technique as Picasso, no. but not portraying himself as Picasso, there is still a value to that painting. You're uh, right, and that's and, a good and, point. And, and that, yeah. that's my point to it, uh, that if someone like in Norway in 2022 uh, has a gospel show, yeah. um, obviously the gospel term has been uh, made into an entire genre of music. So it's it's about having the need to put it somewhere, like to, to place it historically, yeah. Yeah. genre-wise. I don't think anyone sits there thinking, uh, I, I'm, I can step into a... a church and mm. and be a gospel singer but they're they're performing their version of the gospel songs yes if, if you know what i mean i do and i i would i would agree with that it's 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 basically it's just in, because you know we can look at for example if we if we think of the blues uh yeah. that's a, also a very black thing but there are many many uh excellent white guitarists who have their foundations in the blues and they're doing their interpretation of it and it's a beautiful thing. Uh, on its own. On its own, yeah. yes. But at the same time, as beautiful as it is, you can hear, you can feel that there is something different in it. I think if you are an open soul, you know, if, you, if your body, your very being sucks in art and you feel music. You don't just listen to music. You don't have to be a musician to be this. If you feel music when you hear it, there's just something ingrained in you that you will pick up on those things, especially if you know the history of it. Because I'll give you a good example. And here's how important music history it is. History is when it comes to noticing these differences. I put a post up on Facebook about a week ago. I cannot remember the gentleman's name. Uh, a young black guy, he did a, he did a master's uh, study on the banjo and its African roots. I saw that one, yeah. yeah. And I didn't get many, to read it yet, people, but I many, saved it. Yeah. And many, many people, many friends of mine who are musicians, well-accomplished musicians, sent me messages both online but also privately. Damn, John, I didn't know the banjo was African. Well, it is, and, 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 and I knew that, and a lot of people did, but a lot of people don't. And I think that some of these musicians, having seen that article about this man's study on the banjo now, because they are so receptive to art, mm. you know, they're the kind of people who look at a painting and get chills or maybe even cry, or they can hear a song and maybe get chills or even cry just because of that song. People like us are going to feel the difference even more when we know the history behind it. So I think True. history is a very important aspect as well. Ronnie, you know, I don't know Ronnie as well as you do, but I do know that he's a true student of music. Yeah. Uh, he knows... Um, he, he's actually grown up in the Catholic Church, like singing, choirs exactly. and everything. So. so he's it's in his blood. Yeah. It's in his blood. So when you have that kind of a background, or if you're someone who is very receptive to music, you just feel it. I mean, I'm not giving a very filled out answer as to why we can feel the difference or hear the difference, but we just do. I believe yeah. it's part of the human experience. I think we were meant to feel these things. You know, you can go back to the 
cave drawings that you'll see in different places in Europe, Asia, and Africa of, uh, uh, you know, ancient humans sitting with what? A drum or a wooden flute or something. So this music thing, I believe at one point, had uh, more of a spiritual meaning than it does now. That's why we get chills. Like, yeah, fr from, from the get-go, yeah, from exactly. the start, for sure. So and th that's kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw it back into Norway now. Yeah. Because we're going deep in, into the south, yeah. to say. But, um, so you're talking about the, the reason you can tell that music is Norwegian and not Swedish. It's about um, the feeling of authenticity. I think so, but also Norwegian, Norwegian the, the Norwegian musician's attitude is different. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, from my experience, I think a lot of people will agree with this. Um, if I if I'm going to criticize and generalize Norwegian musicians, my generalization or my criticism would be that Norwegian musicians are not ambitious enough. That's probably true. Yeah. The talented guitarist who plays as if he has twelve fingers instead of just ten, but he'll choose to play as if he only has eight fingers yeah. instead of ten. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Is that like, because you know, you know this term. And I, I mean, can hear, and I can hear that, that new Norwegian musicians are holding back. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting, because I'm, I'm getting to that point as well, about that okay. holding back stuff. Um, but there's, a free, it, there's a certain free, free, there's a free feeling in Swedish music, whether it's rock, pop, whatever yeah. the Swedes are just they're just smile on their face and are letting it go whereas the Norwegians are more pulled back I can hear I, it. I, yeah 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 that's actually that that's a super interesting point because uh, it, it falls back to a discussion I had earlier this week with uh, with a friend of mine about this whole term of cap in hand you know you're, you're standing mm. with your cap in your hand yeah. and you're sort of excusing yourself yeah. and Norwegian as a wholesome has we've been not yeah we've been raised in this manner you know we let people pass us uh, yes. if, if, if if you if you're in line to get on a, a tram or a tr somewhere we'll let people pass us yeah. so, okay it's yeah. probably my turn next yeah. uh, so maybe that's I don't know what you call it like um, we're sort of holding back uh, it, it's um, we're not flamboyant. There you as, go. As you're not as flimp you're not as expressive. No. And And that's interesting because to put it in in the terms when I am in my studio with with Roni and he's Brazilian and he's all into like, rhythms and stuff. Yeah. So I play my stuff to him and he goes like and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> we don't need to fill yeah. every blank. This is more boom noise. boom cha. Boom boom cha. Yeah, but not not only boom boom cha. I mean, it's not four flats, <laughs> no, but no. Uh, it's it's more a matter of. I don't know if I draw from my northerner. Um, I don't want to call it spirituality, but it's more of of that holding back stuff you're talking about. Um, I don't want to fill every room with noise. Right. I, I want right. to sort of let uh, let the air breathe between yes. the notes. I want I I want um. To to me, like percussions and drums and stuff, it's super nice when they like push and and yeah. really drive stuff. I yeah. love that yeah. as a, a like from a rock scene. Yeah, but 
at the same and time, you've been there. You've done the rock thing. I've yeah. done rock thing. I'm still doing the yeah. rock thing, yeah. you know. And and even in in Elderwoods, there are, are certainly elements of, of rock and pushing stuff forward. Elderwoods, by the way, you guys need to check them out on both Instagram and Facebook. Elderwoods, it's a great band. A great all these guys in yeah, the band YouTube. are my friends, uh, and YouTube. Thank you. Um, these guys are my friends. I love them dearly, and they're all extremely talented. And it's some beautiful music that uh, they're putting out. And the Elderwoods are led by this gentleman here. He's the vocalist and thank driving you. force behind it. So I just want to plug that for you. Yeah, there. thank you. I love a sneak commercial coming in there. <laughs> um, and you're actually a big part of, of Elderwoods oh, as well. I mean, thank you. I don't think we've, we'd been where we're at if if you hadn't been American. Well, to, to put like what, what we're talking about culture, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, if you hadn't been your American self and saying like, uh, wow, man, this is super, this is fantastic. You need to put it out there. And I'm like, nah, I don't know if the people like it and yeah. everything. And you remember and the, this. And this yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and this is what culture is all about, you know. Yeah, and I and and it bleeds into the music. Uh, it bleeds into the performance of the music. You know, again, um, uh, it's not less than. It just becomes different when... It's such a diffuse answer, but I, I, I truly believe that if you are a music lover, you can feel it. You just know, okay, that's not that's not a black gospel singer, or that's not a psalmist uh, uh, yoik. That's someone doing a psalmist yoik, that's which true. is two totally different true. things. Same thing with blues, same thing with gospel, same thing between Norwegians and Swedes, or Norwegians and the Danish. There's just a different feeling. I think... The Norwegian reservedness, the re Norwegian concept of being careful and quiet. Yeah. Even with a more upbeat rock band, that carefulness and that quietness is still in the culture. It's still in the genes of those musicians, and it comes out in the music. Well, that sort of my my thought going into this as well, uh, speaking to um, a lot of people about this yeah. this phenomenon, because it baffles me. You know, I'm. I'm playing a band. I think, oh, this. How can anyone tell that these are Norwegians? And it's like straight on, oh, this is Norwegian. So it's um, is, is it like I can name several bands, but that does not like um, an effect to our discussion right now. Um, it just why why pick Norwegian when you could pick like any other country to sort of put it in? You know what I mean? Uh, no, and what do you mean by that? No, um, but I mean, if I have like, if I'm doing a song, um, <laughs> like I'm, I made myself and I'm thinking, oh, this sounds like something I know. Uh, yeah. And I sort of go for that feeling of that song. I know that right. originates from, let's just say the US. And I do my thing and I play my song uh, and I play it to someone. And during the, the course of, of discussion and talking about it, yeah. it'll be clear that okay but i could tell that this is a norwegian song it's not a scandinavian song it's a norwegian song it's norwegian, yeah. um and i've had some it's interesting thing this this internet thing that you could put something out there either on on youtube or th that's a whole different discussion about yeah. culture oh yeah this is yeah. gonna be a long night um <laughs> uh but to put things out there i have like songs on spotify i have songs on on both with both my bands, uh, a rock band called Mudrod and, and Elwoods. And this last song I released, We Understand. Uh, Beautiful it, song. It, thank you. It's on, uh, it's on YouTube and this guy was 
texting me from somewhere in the U.S. I, I guess uh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't check to get back, but I, he uh, I checked the the town name where he was from because he he wrote yeah. it in his profile, and and it's certainly not Sweden. Um, and we talked about it, and he goes, "Well, I knew straight away." That you guys weren't American, and this guy was in uh, the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it got me thinking. You know, we didn't go deep into it. He just like I, um, I love the way you, your music sounds. Yeah. Um, so th- there was obviously a lot of back and forth in yeah. that discussion, but to the end of it, it was like, okay, I knew you guys weren't Americans. Yeah. Um, that got me sort of spiraling down this this uh, chain of thoughts. Why, why do you place music in people? And and you're talking about un- uh, authenticity and the, like the deep uh, where music comes, where soul music comes from, and and we're going back to Africa and everything. And at the same time, I have my deep roots yeah. uh, originated from from the Sapmi, from the the way up north. Yeah. Um, not to compare in historical context at all, but uh, there is when we're talking about Norwegian music, this should apply to like northern Sweden and Finland as well. But that down, down low to earth, yeah, uh, like history, yeah, shines. Yeah. Maybe it's it shines there. through. You, you've been living up north. I mean, you've been living yeah, way up yeah, north. Yeah, yeah, that's you, yeah, you know that's this stuff. Snoopy's roots and her family yeah. is 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 up there. Uh, you know, she's Samisk uh, as well. She's not musical at all, though. <laughs> so let's just leave her out of the conversation. But no, have you given that, her a drum yet? Like the big <laughs> runic scared. drums you could play. Yeah, so she put a hex on you. Engage in a little uh, gunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, she's a beautiful thing, but she scares me too at the same time. <laughs> well, I love Northern her. Norwegians do that. But but you know you know we're kind of joking about it, but there is something within Norway. There's also different aspects and one of them is that northern norwegian uh sami culture uh and while i don't know too much about uh um samisk musical influences Mm. uh i can't help but believe that the rather dynamic difference of the sami culture from the traditional norwegian culture that difference there is certainly enough to influence your musical ear, your musical soul, if you will. So there's also that in your talking about you personally, there's also that in your personal musical expression. It's a cultural thing. I, if I can swing it back to me again, as an example, and not that I'm this great musical phenomenon, but I do know, well, but I do know that the music that I put out there, it hasn't been a lot so far, but the music that I put out there, I know it's different. You know, it's up to the listener to judge whether it's better or worse, but it is definitely different than anything out there because I'm in a very unique situation. I'm a musician who is a black American. Uh, that Americanness, that blackness plus the fact that I've been here in Norway for 20 years soaking in different influences. And when you mix all of that together, that's a different sound, which is going to give a different feeling. That's true. And 
it can be so dramatically different from anything out there that people, until they see my face, they're not going to know I'm a black American. They're just going to think this is a guy that's doing something totally different from what other people, these weird harmonies that I do on top of acoustic uh, music yeah. and stuff. That's, yeah. that's not gospel. That's not soul, but it is. If you listen, there's elements of that in there. And I think you with your Northern background, uh, uh, you know, and, the, and then there's other uh, big name Norwegian musicians from up north who sound different than other Norwegians who are more oriented around Oslo. That's true. There's, just um, an inter- there's also an internal difference and you can hear it. And and that um, is what gets me because I don't get it. Th- that's the thing. I, I, I can't put my finger to it, but I've been living in the music industry for 25 years, yeah. like uh, as a sound engineer and touring and working with artists Um I can tell the difference between obviously music and, and yeah. the way things sounds and how they approach, but at the same time, something new is still something new. Right, uh, right. Whether it comes from the west of Norway, because we're talking about northern Norway, but same same time you have like these deep fjords yeah. out in the west that yeah. people have living, lived in isolation for years. Yeah. Like not now, but back in the days. So it's, well, even so now to a certain degree. But you yeah, see, yeah, but, but yeah. Th- that isolation and, <laughs> and, and we can even bring in the Norwegian language. There's, uh, I, I'm, first of all, I'm very proud that I speak Norwegian, but uh, that pride comes from my fascination with how dynamic the Norwegian language is. You guys have dialects that are drastically different. Yeah. And these dialects are also personality traits. That's true. That's true. It yeah. it is. You yeah. know, uh, um, it's we're, almost we're like, perceived differently. Yes. Yeah. According but, to well, you're, not only are you guys perceived differently, you guys you do live differently. You do think dramatic as an outsider, as a yeah. foreigner who's here as a guest. Interesting. And my now observation now we're now we're deep digging deep into it. I love it. <laughs> well, but my observations of Norwegians are very. Um, uh, you guys are just different. You get a certain distance north, and it is just an entirely different. Again, with my wife, with her roots being from up north, yeah. she is so different. She really sticks out. She really stands out here, down south where we live. And then you've got the western, yeah. and then you've got the southern, and the people just think different. They live different. They speak dramatically different. Um, and all of those things contribute to that musical receptiveness. And if you receive sure. music in a different way, you're going to perform it in a different way. And there's the noticeable difference. Norway, I believe, is such a, I mean, we're right next to, to Sweden and up north we're right next to Finland, but we're still isolated. It's still a very uh, walled off way of thinking and living. You Norwegians are, very, it's almost an There's, insult that people combine you with and just say Scandinavian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are so different and it comes out in the music. But maybe that, it, it struck me now that yeah. uh, you're talking about dialects and the way we perceive music, but every dialect has its own rhythm and yes. tonality. Yes. And maybe that sort of musical difference comes from our dialect and the way we perceive words and and um, 
pronunciations and, sure. and absolutely like rith rhythmic language because in, in this manifests itself itself in the USA also because we have different dialects in the USA and when you look at yeah, I was thinking about it, I, I mean when, there's a there's a huge difference between like Florida and Chicago sure, absolutely for sure uh, and then there's also a uh, racial difference between black and white so therein lies the um, that nuance within gospel music soul modern uh, rap uh, R&B when you speak so differently from what is considered normal uh, the basic you know midwestern white way of speaking and then here you are a black person speaking uh, black American English of course you're going to sing different which is then going yeah. to bring a different feeling to the music flavor to it yeah. different flavor it's true uh uh, I could sing, uh, uh, I could sing, yeah, yeah, come here, everyone, right? Or I could say, yeah, yeah, come on, everybody. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah, yeah. Difference, right? Big, yeah. There's a, di there's a, di there's a different feeling. You notice I sang the one a little more soft, a little, but I put a little more punch in the second one because that's more uh, real to me in the sense that it's more tied into what I grew up hearing. Yeah. in that black church. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're so, saying. Yeah. So that's my that's the path that was laid out in front of me and each step through my life I'm picking up pieces of that which then get held waiting for that moment when I'm going to write a song, sing a song or perform a song. And it's the same thing with you guys here in Norway. You guys walk your paths, you pick up these things that you take into your soul and it comes out in your music and people hear it. You well, guys maybe don't hear it because that's what you're used to and uh, uh, and that's what you're used to. But an outsider listening will just pick up on that immediately. And that is the, the basis. I, I love how you, how you sort of this, just spun that into it because that is the essence to me of uh, that whole musical understanding cultural understanding of yeah. music yeah. Um, my revelation my big eye-opener mm -hmm. uh, when it came to music I've been playing music several years you know yeah. and and <clears throat> been writing music and and performing music uh, one of my biggest moments and and I've worked with tons and tons yeah. of, of international artists uh, as a sound engineer and I've stood by them and and we've in touring together and stuff. That's a great line of work, man. Especially when you love performing music, uh, being a sound person, being back all that equipment, and you actually get to hear and see what these professionals are doing. Yeah, that's got to be that's, an influence. That was actually one of them. Uh, my first sort of aha moment when it came to to was when you saw aha. Uh, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> uh, but actually, it was when I when I started working with this Swedish artist called Rebecca Kariot. Um, okay. And she is uh, an amazing artist, uh, and she's done tons of stuff. Um, but she lives in Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, she's from Northern Norway. She's from Lofoten, uh, originates from that. And she lives in Sweden, and, and her husband is American. Okay. Uh, plays bass in her band. Uh, and I started working with her. We did, we toured some of, did some stretch in, in Europe. But the way the Swedish music industry re revealed itself to me, yeah. uh, the way I saw it, like that, there's a whole different sort of come. Let's get this working together. Let's let's do this together. We are not yeah. like doing support band and and headlining. We're doing split gigs. I mean, we're both into this. 
uh, and they have this room of of rooting for each other. If you have like a right. band and you go like, yeah. it's okay to say, man, you guys are great. Yeah, yeah. But come to Norway, it's more like, okay, but we're headlining, you're supporting, you only have 20 minutes, don't overstep I have it. A, I have a story about that. And I'm that, tell this that really got me yeah. thinking. Um, that was sort of my first um like well in influence when it comes to music outside of norway but is it because uh, the market is bigger in sweden that probably. people feel less threatened by other musicians probably because it's a bigger market yeah here it's they're, so they're more international in sweden to well, that point yeah, and uh, yeah. getting back to that uh, yeah. that isolation part we talked about yeah so here it's such a small market i've, I've seen that jealousy thing i've seen yeah. that um that uh, opening act being treated like crap. I have two stories. Uh, well, actually, I only have one because I don't want to get somebody in trouble. Uh, <laughs> the one story, this is way back in 2005 or six. It was right before we moved north. We had a, um, a big gig. Uh, for us, it was a big gig. Me with my band, uh, Loyal Oak, some good friends of mine. And we opened for Trang Fetzel. All right, Norwegian band. For those of you back home, we'll bleep, uh, we'll bleep that out. Uh, when it <laughs> very, comes, <laughs> very popular band at one point. I think they're still out. Yeah, they're still, they're still around. And very popular in the '90s, especially. But at that time, they were still relatively popular. And um, we had done our sound check, and we're hanging out in the backstage area. And here comes Trangfoot. So, and I was like, oh, "Oh, cool! I get to meet these guys." Yeah. And they all had these stone faces and they said, okay, we're here, get out. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. They were speaking Norwegian, but yeah. we're here now, get out. They, they tried to kick us out of backstage. Right. And that was the attitude that they had as the headliner, was that we as the opening band were not, we're just not worthy to be backstage. And that was an eye opener. And since then I've had a couple more personal experiences and several uh, anecdotes from other music friends that I, that I have that that is very typical. But is that typical Norwegian? Typical Norwegian. Typical is. Norwegian. And I think it's because in my, in of my the head market. I, yeah, but in, also in my head, I would think that sort of falls into the Norwegian picture of how... Uh, uh, rock star, to put it like that. Like well, it's, it, uh, from, from From our sort of americanized view of point of view uh, that is how we expect that a uh, big band is supposed well, to you act see, now here's an interesting thing though because i i think i think you're right i think that it is a uh, a rather it's a false view of what that american that classic american rock and roll thing is yeah. it's 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 misinterpreted by some of these people but within that misinterpretation is also an effect on the music that they play because some Norwegian artists go to that cliche rock sound or that cliche pop sound because they were trying to emulate that American thing and you hear that. I'm going to name another band and I'm not going to bleep it out because, you know, we're just giving opinions here. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you remember the band Yim Static? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wonderful album. Their was it their first album? It was at least their most popular around two thousand four or five. Fantastic. Yeah. That album is beautiful, very well produced, great musicianship, but the absolute worst lyrics I've ever heard on a professional album in my life. Ouch! Every single line on 
every single song. It looked like they opened a, a, a book or went into a computer program called American Music Clichés, and they just pulled out one line and just put it together. <laughs> it didn't make sense. There was no story within the song, but in, and it was so American cliche yeah. that that it all, if, if the music other than those lyrics wouldn't have been so beautiful, uh, the album would have flopped, but it was beautiful. Uh, but as a lyricist myself, yeah. I, 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 I get nauseated under that beauty brings, it brings me nausea because those lyrics are so cliched and you see even some top Norwegian bands like Jimstadt at that time yeah. will go to that American music cliche thing and you will hear it in their sound. You'll hear it in their lyrics. We're not talking so much about lyrics, but you also hear that in the sound where they, you know, if they're going to play the blues, it's got to be dun 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 <laughs> And it's just straight to the cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, same thing with the rock, same thing with the pop, very much so with Norwegian rap. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. <sighs> Uh, well, thank goodness. I, 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 thank I was goodness. thinking about touching into well, thank, thank gangster goodness. rap scene. Well, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say thank goodness they're 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 wannabe gangsters and they're, they're not the real thing. So I dare to criticize Norwegian rap, but I, I think it is so cliche it's almost laughable. We ha we have a couple of, of honorable uh, exceptions in Norway. I have actually, to say, we do. I have to say, in, in all of this, yeah. in all of these opinions that I'm giving, uh, even if I criticize the band, I criticize Jim Stark, but. Stark has done so much more than I have. So what can I say? Yeah, you know. So, but this is just my my opinion for the value of this discussion here. I will say that I believe that Norwegian rap is nothing but a cliche. They're trying so hard to be that American ghetto uh, 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 black. Uh, you've been imprisoned at least twice, and now you're going to do a rap. They're trying so hard to be that, and it's laughable. But it makes Norwegian rap stand out. It yeah, have you seen, have you is. seen that that documentary about Norwegian rap? Definitely, you not. should. No, no, there's there's a uh, on um, uh, on RK. There's a Norwegian broadcast uh, TV. Uh, you should check it out because it's um, it's. What's it, it called? It, I should I should pull that up I'm, tonight. I'm yeah, I'll, I'll find F it. See, see what see if you can find. I'll it. send it to I'd you. I'd love to see it. Yeah, because it, it it has some interesting. Backside, uh, uh, his historical facts about Norwegian rap. Um, but I, I do like agree. I'd like to see it. Because yeah. I work with, with kids, as you know, um, 13 to 15, 16 years old kids. Uh, and we work with music. We produce music. Yeah. We use like this uh, sound trap, it's called, it's, um, yeah. online, uh, DAW. And we make music. And obviously a lot of these kids default motivation for music is uh, gangster yeah. rap and 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 you know that's like, great oh, yo, uh, yeah uh, and yeah. i hate it but no it's not great but it's good that they're exploring music. it yeah, yeah. yeah they're stepping into the music um, world and that, but, I, but i'm getting quite quite tired of hearing how how tough life is in drama <laughs> and, and you're uh, at <laughs> and you live in a in a in a, in a <laughs> yeah. 10 million kroner house and yeah, yeah like, life life is so, life is hard you know i'm roaming the streets it's just oh my gosh yeah like and I meet some of these people and 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 you know they they yeah I don't want to say too much but Norwegian rappers when you meet me or I meet you and we're talking and you're speaking English uh, uh, you don't have to say motherfucker every word you don't have to say yo uh, you don't have uh, uh, please but but they fall into the cliches yeah. and and 
you know, just to, let me just put it out there. Um, uh, as I'm working with kids, I'm working with a lot of, of kids from from different backgrounds than grown up Norwegianers, to put it like that. Like yeah. They don't have like a lot of family <laughs> history in Norway. Um, yeah. But uh, to, to be fair, when we're talking there's about. Jo- there's a joke in there. My, my stand up comedian mind found a joke within that, but it's not fit for... Uh, We're going to leave it's it. It's not good podcast <laughs> material. <laughs> Put it on later. Put it on later. Yeah, turn off and tell it. <laughs> no, but the thing is, um, and, and it's a good thing because I never... They, they, they hit all the cliches when they make yes, this, yes. but they don't go into that. That's, I think even they realize it's too stereotypical. You know, Do to, they, though? To, at least... In in when when I'm they're still them. doing it. <laughs> I've never heard any motherfucker or anything in in their songs, but it's a lot of yo, it's a lot of cocaine and snort and yeah. guns and and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think they moved past that, you know, that eighties. Um, uh, They've moved past it in America, but they're stuck in that here. A certain well, we're generation. not the kids, and and we we're we're I think we're going into that because. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, this is going to be such a long night. Um, I'm, I have a claim that uh, I hate TikTok, but I love TikTok. Um, I'm, I'm there as well. Yeah. Because I hate what it's doing, you know, that yep. fast frequency yep. cutting, yep. Uh, 10 seconds of, 5 seconds of, of immediate time span. You have to catch me immediately or you're gone. Yep. Um, but at the same time, it brings old music to new listeners. Yes. Uh, and I have a lot of kids that, that experience music that I've grown up with. And they're like, oh, yeah. this song is so great. I love it. And, yeah, and I found one? it on TikTok. Like, uh, what you call December by Earth, Wind & Fire, is it? Yeah. That and, runs hard. And, and the Fleetwood Mac song, um, yeah. uh, Dreams, yeah. was huge a couple of years ago because of TikTok. Yeah. So you gotta you have to appreciate that. Uh, you don't have to, but we, we appreciate that. But at the same time, yeah, there's this thing that TikTok does that waters down the American, the music experience. Yeah, for sure. And it just makes it into something that I, I don't understand how Me it can either. even, well, I'll say this, I'm going to make a bold statement. I don't think that TikTok does anything good for music other than, uh, in a short while, while a video is viral, it will expose people to a new song like Fleetwood Mac dreams. When was that? 1978. But how many years, uh, will a typical kid use TikTok? Well, that's the thing. The, well, I'm, th- I'm thinking maybe it, it sort of, it, it grasps the minds of 13, 12, 10 to 15 year old kids, 16 year old kids. Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't like the, what it's doing, you know, with that time span. They, they need to work on their yeah. longitude, you know, how, how, well, to, how to stay in something for a while. But, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I look at my own two kids, uh, 17 and 15 years old. And, you know, 10 years ago, when we would be sitting in the car, they'd be like, yeah, Papa, put on some music. And I would put on Rush, uh, you know, uh, uh, 2112 or Rush, you know, the ca- camera eye, these beautiful, long, complex songs. And, my daughter would be back there tapping out Neil Peart's drum parts, for God's sakes. And my son would be back there, you know, humming the, the, the melody of, of an Alex Lifeson guitar solo. But now, 
since uh, you know Instagram is there now that TikTok is there, um, they have no use for any of that music, none whatsoever. I'm gonna put your mind at ease. So what is ease. that? Do it, ha- please, because yeah. it, this bothers me. This bothers me. I have um, an 18-year-old kid, if you want to put like that, paraphrasing the kid. Um, he's a young adult. <laughs> um, but for the last two or three years, he has been really diving into the album concept and music. Really? and Yeah. Uh, do I always agree on his musical <laughs> choice? No, I don't. I hope but not. <laughs> I, I don't. But but at the same time, I'm so glad he's he's sort of yes. Uh, he has the the album the, concept. The, yeah, yeah, the album concept. But most most of all, just to be able to listen through an entire song. Yeah. Without like yeah. constantly shifting. Um, here's to Spotify. But see, that's hating what scares it. me. Yeah. Th- th- that's actually what broke music. I think so. Spotify. I think yeah, so. Yeah, going to parties and not being... One of the best parties I've been to... Lit- oh, shit, we're jumping. But we're going to do it. Um, one of the best parties I was to, was, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, and we, we came into this guy's home yeah. and we were going to put on some music. And he goes, uh, well, I don't have any Spotify. Okay, that's, that's nice. What do you have? It's almost to the point that, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but know. and he goes and he opened his his sort of cabinet and there's shitloads of LP records. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. God, I love this guy. Yeah. This is gonna be yeah. such a great night. Mm-hmm. And we put on an album and it just ran through, like that the one set. And that was, I've forgotten how much I I missed that. Yeah, yeah. You know that the feel and the the even if it were were CDs, you know, I'd be happy. I remember the time when I was young and we had CDs and we sort of. You know, you you listen to one song. Like, oh, I want to put on something else. That that was like the, the birth of it. Yeah, I think it, for for me it wasn't though. I, I well, you see, I've got tons of yeah, I see, CDs yeah, I see. here, okay. so I still listen to them. But I let it go. I, I I don't like shuffle. I want to hear that CD, and I also have my LP player in the living room over there, yeah. and I want to hear that LP or that CD in the order that the artist meant it to be in because there's a story there that these kids these days miss because of TikTok and Spotify. I have a love-hate relationship with Spotify. Thank you, Spotify, for that is my <laughs> avenue. That's where most of my people are yeah. listening to my podcast. So thank I, you. I got to say, but, <laughs> I have discovered tons of new artists and explored the world with Spotify. But you know, you and I are different. We're of that generation. You know, we, we remember LPs, we yeah. remember CDs, uh, but, but especially LPs where you're forced to listen in the order. Um, and that whole process of picking the yeah. needle and flipping, oh. the, flipping the record at, you know, onto the next side. Uh, you and I are from that generation. So we can listen to Spotify. Uh, I think it was you who told me about rival sons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you suggested a song before I listened to that specific song, I found out what album that song is on and listened to the whole album straight through on Spotify. But mm. that's only because I'm from that generation and I know the value of that. Yeah. I know what that experience will give me. Yeah, and as a musician, I would say that um, to to put together an album, mm-hmm. that is hard work. It certainly it's is. Not about, it's not only putting together the songs for the album, but deciding 
how should this story go? The, the entire me, story. That is, I mean. Yeah, as as a lyricist, I'm very, very preoccupied with mm. the song order. That's true. Um, oh, but but then there, there, you know, there's also some beauty and some specific challenges if you're just going to put a single out. It's true. A single is so naked. You can't cover a single with better songs on either side of it. It's just there by its lonely, naked self. So the challenge is to make that single as powerful as you can. And powerful doesn't mean loud or rock or whatever, but you just, you know, you want the production to be this, as good as it can, the lyrics to be as good as it can. So there's some beauty in just putting up a single that people are going to hear. And it's hear. super dangerous. Well, it is. It you is can, you can You can make or break yourself with a single. I'm, yeah, that's true. I'm going to like flip the ball and go back to where we started a little bit because we talked about uh, the, <coughs> the, the authenticity of yep. music and yes. where it comes from yep. and, and Norway and everything and, and we're going to leave that because it, it's going to get too deep <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time uh, we talked about how music has value on its own yes you know? even though it's not uh, I said my f my first like big musical eye opener on a personal note was that meeting with uh, like as an artist yeah uh, my second one was uh, going to the US with uh, this gospel co choir, Norwegian gospel choir, pretending to That's be right, gospel singers. That. Yeah, yeah, you did. That was <laughs> a couple of yeah. three, years, three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That um, was right when we first met, actually. Yeah. If I remember right. Uh, I, think, I think we met up before that. We did, actually. but not yeah. too long no, before not that. Not too long. Yeah. No. And we went to Chicago uh, and we went down uh, south of 67th Street. You, you know the meaning of that. I do. I sure uh, do. And, and went to a lot of churches. <laughs> There's another yeah. good joke in there, but again, it's um, <laughs> not not fit, not fit for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna leave that. <laughs> but, but I'm sure that was but, a learning experience for you. Absolutely, uh, and being welcomed into these churches yeah. and house of worship and seeing uh, you were talking about 99.9 percent .9 black people in in the yeah. church, and this were the kind of churches we met. Yeah, uh, and it's rather poor areas you know yeah. um very poor uh, you would so, think you were in a third world country in some of these neighborhoods yeah as i remember it anyway yeah and and that was an eye-opener both on an like um human yeah. uh, platform but also like musically sure uh, sure so it sort of led me to actually that led me to the point of making the the single that was released uh, that that entire trip to it started something in me yeah. like some some uh, some idea of of feeling the need to accomplish something so that cultural being dipped into that cultural experience right there it yeah. affected you to your to my musical, core to your musical core yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah uh, I've I can't thank the people who brought me along enough. It, it was, mm -hmm. uh, even though that wasn't like the, the idea of the, the journey or the tour, right. it, it sort of, it sent me home with that. It was a pleasant side effect. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. And, and meeting yeah. the people and everything and, and the way I got to, the, I mean, the further away the incident is, you know, yeah. the, the, uh, the longer it has been since As I was there, it yeah. sort of, it still grows on me. Sure. I still draw from it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and after, after Chicago, we went to Nashville and that was just a different side of, of yeah. the entire picture. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that entire 
like pilgrimage for me was yeah. was like putting me into and this brings me back to pilgrimage that's interesting that you say that because now you're kind of at least dipping into that pool of spirituality pilgrimage for sure. implies yeah. spirituality yeah for sure yeah um, interesting except grown you know uh, as you well know i'm i'm born we, we oh I'm, I'm gonna regret bringing this to the table <laughs> um we love regrets uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was born the same day as elvis died you know we, we talked about elvis presley and and we're not gonna dig into that discussion at all um uh <laughs> i told you i was gonna regret this but the thing is um I, I grew up with sort of this fascination for american music and uh, you can say a lot of things about Elvis, but at least he he brought music to the masses. Uh, he had the and, influence and the that kind he had. Of, yeah. and you can't deny that. Uh, yeah. And I'm raised on that, you know. Yeah. And and to me, um, that music, that kind of music, that gospel soul yeah. thing, yeah. Um, is sort of embedded in me. Yes, from from really early age, and. To me, I'm, I've said, I always said that, you know, but it, on my 50th birthday, I'm going to stand outside Graceland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, just to be able to be there. I have this dream about road trip starting in Chicago, going through all the places yeah. and ending up like down in New Orleans and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, just to, and, and that would be a pilgrimage for sure for me. But uh, the, <laughs> to bring it back where I was starting, uh, we talked about music and it led me to the point that I have to do my music. I have to do whatever I do. And it's not soul, it's not Americana, it's not country, it's not Elvis, it's not, it's me. Uh, and the realization that, and you touched that point that brought me there, this is me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can say that, you know, I will always meet people who say, oh, I don't like your music. And sure, and, and I sure. would say to me, that's fine because nobody else is writing my songs. Nobody else is doing <clears throat> my music. And I've started saying this to the kids I work with, you know, if you, if you play music, I wish someone told me this 25 years ago. Yeah. Nobody else is writing your song. You can do, it's your words, it's your pronunciations you're like to me putting music out there that people like that's a bonus yeah but putting music out there that's a win sure yeah putting it out there and people like it bonus putting music out there period whether others like it or not mission accomplished yeah it's a nice it's, i i won't lie it's it's a nice thing when people sure, like my music absolutely. and my absolute favorite moments are the ones that people come up to me and say that I draw this from your music. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And that's you. a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah. But, um, but do you agree with me though, that the, 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 <clears throat> for me anyway, there comes an enormous, uh, satisfaction. I get chills thinking about it. If you probably can't see it because of the lighting, but I get, I get chills thinking about it and, and talking about it. But that satisfaction that I get when I make a new song, yeah. I got, I got some music from Henning, uh, last night. And, uh, uh, if, if, if things go with my schedule today, which is kind of, uh, up for grabs about what's going to happen for the rest of the day. But if I get to sit down and write, I'm going to write a beautiful song to that piece of music that Henning sent me. And 
I know already because I've experienced it so much that once that song is written, it's almost that I, the day after I write a song, I don't ever remember it anymore because I have, I have gotten that enormous adrenaline rush, those endorphins, the, the, the chill chills going down my spine and the good feeling I've accomplished something now. And then I almost deliberately put it out of my mind because maybe this is a weakness of mine. I, I don't want to say I don't want to experience anyone give me their opinion of that song. I just want to sit with my own feeling. I don't want to say that, but maybe that's what that is. Yeah. Because the mission is accomplished as soon as the song is written, as soon as it's written. On that note, it was it was uh, really nice of you showing up to our concerts. Oh, uh, yeah, last yeah, week, yeah. Opening I, with your song, with your lyrics. And that thing, that, that well, here we go. I, you, you, you're, you're touching on <laughs> it. I was, so, so, so there's, there's this feeling of enormous accomplishment once the song is written for me. And then I forget about it and don't even remember from one day to the next what lyrics I put on that song. But then... <clears throat> Uh, if this song was written for another artist, now comes the recording process. And sometimes I'm in the studio to help them and, uh, you know, uh, uh, coach them on their English or whatever. But uh, at some point that recording process is done. Yeah. And then there's this beautiful feeling again, this new sense of accomplishment. And then at some point I'm going to be fortunate enough to see that artist perform it live. Like I did when you guys and then there is yet another feeling of uh uh I I had tears in my eyes when you when you were singing that. Oh, I love that. Thank um, you. So with all of those experiences of enjoyment from that one thing that was created, I almost don't it's not that I don't care if other people like it or not, but their possible negative opinion this is, yeah. would blacken this beautiful tapestry of accomplishment. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I do. Um, I, I, yeah, I, un I understand what you're saying because it's... I remove uh, myself from that. You know, I, I, I won't be... If I'm ever at the point where, where the newspapers are critiquing my songs, I'll never read it. I don't want to hear that. No, I don't want to see true. that. But, but still, I do. But yeah, still, yeah, we do. Yeah, still, we do. Because, because we, want, <laughs> we want that feedback. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a duality but, there. Yeah. And, and, we don't want and, it, but we want that. We don't want the criticism, but we do want feedback. We I hear what hear. you're saying, and that sort of gets me because uh, we say it's so easy to say, "I don't care. I'm doing it for my own." But we uh, do. But we do. <laughs> we do. And that is, uh, <laughs> it, let's not fool ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we are. We are vain. Um, old people are. I mean, we. And to <clears throat> me, it's not. I'm not well, going. I'm not going out of my way to to have people like me. But I like people liking me. Sure, and sure. Th and that's the thing, you know. I, and that's allowed. I think that there's no arrogance in that. I don't no, think I, there's any vanity in that. No, but it just makes my life easier, yeah, but better. But is that normal? That's a that's a human I th I thing. Think we so. want to be yeah, liked. I think so. But we everyone says I don't care if you don't like me. And I'm like, but you do They're care. They're just trying to be tough. Yeah, or or trying to protect themselves though. Or protect themselves. Or, yeah. Because yeah. that's probably the 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 thing. Um, just, I'm gonna bring it back Let's to. It back to <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this is gonna be a, a three-part <laughs> episode of. Uh, so. Hey man, my record is four hours. 
Do you know Espen Johans, uh, uh, yeah, Jorgensen? Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. I need to get him back in. He and I spoke for four hours once. We were sitting right outside. There was a beautiful summer day, so I moved everything outside. Yeah. And we sat out there all day and spoke. Yeah. It took us four hours, he's, man. He's good at that. And he's yeah. got a lot of, a lot of thoughts. Deep. There's the a lot of, very deep. yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in his mind. And a wonderful musician, Espen Jorgensen. You guys need to check him yeah. out also on YouTube. Um, uh, yeah, on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, the guy will bring tears to your eyes with his musical pieces on, on acoustic guitar. It's true. Dude is great. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fantastic musician. Yeah. Uh, there's not much more to say about the guy. He's a fantastic man. And he's a, uh, I read that someone said he's a Renaissance man. Oh, absolutely. And that's probably absolutely. The, the best uh, place to put him. But Besides his musicianship, he's just a good guy. He's so <clears throat> deep and just uh, wonderful to speak with. I love talking to that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a lot. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's definitely a thinking, a thinking soul. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, but back I'm, back to I'm, this thing, this Norwegian thing. You know, I, I uh, it can very quickly sound like criticism against the Norwegian music environment, but the Norwegian can. The Norwegian music environment is what it is, and it sticks out. I believe it is so easy to tell a Norwegian musician from a Swedish, from a Danish. And that uh, that that was sort of my my landing platform. Now that yeah. we can, because um, it's always interesting to see it's culture. Where does it come? It's culture, you know. It's uh, and I love the idea of uh, of the notion that it is that uh, recluses. Uh, what do you call um, Exclu- uh, um, um, you're, you're pulling back you're holding back something you know yeah, uh, yeah. and that is the Norwegian approach to it to uh, life to life probably yeah to life well I believe um, that one's life approach comes out in one's approach to music definitely for and sure Norway yeah. is a very different nation so why wouldn't the music be different that's true you know what I mean yeah that's, that's if, if you were to it's take a valid away point. if you were to take away um uh, uh, you know, we're sitting here speaking English and I can hear that you're a Norwegian, but if we were to take the language away yeah. and speak the same uh, dialect of English, I would still, in a matter of time, figure out that you're from Norway. From your body language, from the th- things that you choose to talk about and how you talk about them. So if that's the case, if we accept that as a fact, that you guys stand out because of your culture, why wouldn't your music also stand out because of your culture? That's I believe yeah, the bottom. Yeah. I, I the like base, the way you're thinking now. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. the baseline of it is sort of, cultural. Yeah. You guys and and it's a, not good or bad. That's, no, that's no, the no, thing. No. Yeah, um, that's the thing. People and, would look at that as criticism in some spheres, but I'm just saying it as a as a as a matter of fact. Yeah, Nor- Norway I, I, is different. So. I don't see it as, as criticism as all at all. I mean, it's, yeah, we we are. Well, I just a, shit diff, all over Norwegian rap. Yeah, no, no, we we yeah. Uh, they just I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> but but um different ain't always bad. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. We were talking about we were going like really deep into that whole soul gospel discussion. I'm saying, okay, we're doing it as well. We have people doing soul and, and I went to like travel with this gospel <clears throat> choir, yeah. um or whites. And it's not bad. No, it's just it's it's, it's and and, this, and the same thing is like with my music, um, it's my music. It's yes. not. I'm not portraying it. I'm not saying like this is. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, I'm Ella Woods from the deep south of the U.S. Right, you know, right. But I still think that my music could have appeal. I can give that. you a good example of different uh, 
uh, emulation or copying different but good. Perfect example, <clears throat> 2015, Jonas Fjeld's uh, Romuz concert. Yeah. His concerts around Christmas. It was in 2015. Some friends of mine that I brought in, uh, they were three. Uh, this group has like 30, 35 people, but three of them, uh, four of them came. Uh, gospel uh, vocalists. Uh, and they also do a lot of work with soul artists, famous people like Patti LaBelle, uh, right. Whitney Houston before she passed. Um, people like that, they've sung background for them. So the, I got them here and they were with Jonas Fjeld. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that was that was That was you, that was, that was you, yeah. Uh, my foray into a re- concert arranging in Norway. Uh, and uh, Erita Eriksson was a guest. Yeah. And... I would never think of Rita Eriksson as a soul singer or an R&B singer or a gospel singer, but there were a couple spots in that show where these four male vocalists, each one of them got to, it was almost like a vocal solo. Yeah. And uh, Rita joined them for that, and my jaw hit the floor. She was hitting these gospel, soul, R&B trills, side by side with these four black Americans who not only grew up in the church, they perform this music. Yeah. But Rita was right with them. That's fantastic. And the crowd went crazy. My jaw hit the floor and I had a new respect. (laughs) And here she was, you know, she has nothing to do with that culture, but her love of that music yeah. and her body's ability to take that in. I was talking about that, how you can actually feel the music and it becomes a part of you. Obviously, Edita Erickson has that ability because show, she did it what, on what, stage. Yeah. What great so, artist. So there's sure. an example of how music can, um, you, can, you can get it so much that, and music can skip that cultural gap we're talking about. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm getting to, that that there are exceptions. Mm. And in that moment, now I haven't heard Rita sing like that since or before, but in that moment, she was right there with these four black American gospel singers, <laughs> right with them, yeah. no difference. Perfect blend. And that happens. That happens. Among, uh, amongst all of this, 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 Norwegianism that you can also hear. Sometimes you get somebody like Rita who is right there with but, the real deal. But those are those 10 seconds of pure bliss mm-hmm. that sort of... I'll never forget it. No. I had no idea she could sing like that. And, I, and I've heard her music for almost since day one, since I first came to Norway in 2002. And I was so honored that I I got to meet her and hang out yeah. with her. And all this. <laughs> like, oh, gosh, that's Rita Erickson. Um, I had kind of that same experience when I met uh, Jonas or Tadia. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, uh, to, to, to meet her and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, here she comes with that performance. It was jaw-dropping. Yeah. So you have those exceptional moments. You do. Those exceptional... Um, that, yeah. Uh, artists who again in their you, admiration there's no difference when they perform it they fit right into it but as you said she, she she's part of that uh, generation that grew up with that Americanization of of yes like idolization of America's and American music and cultural and history and everything yep. that I myself is a uh, I'm a part of but 
so so I think maybe that gap is smaller yes. between us. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard to to bridge that gap alone. Like on on our own like when I'm playing with my band it will still be our Norwegian yeah. band yeah. doing yeah. but at the same we're talking about music and and our American legacy. I think every European country has that American legacy on the rebound of sure. being American music being influenced by uh, Norwegian folk music yeah. and not all this Irish folk music, like because yeah. that's the blend that sort of comes out of America. That you have that you have that deep roots you're talking about, yeah. like that, yeah. uh, and uh, the the gospel music that originates from from the fields, from yeah. that work music. The, if you track those lines all the way, you have like uh, the drums, you have the beating, you have, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the drums were not allowed because they carry That's so correct. far. Uh, they were afraid of communication between uh, the fields. Well, it was, yeah. Uh, the, and they had to recite to singing instead yes. to sort of keep that exactly. morale going. Exactly. And then you have the introduction of uh, forcing people into churches uh, yep. to uh, to sort of avoid that the other uh, well, religions. They were to, yeah, they were trying to wipe the Africanism out of them yeah. by putting them into the Christian. Yeah, so they Southern sort of took Christian yeah, church. so they took these work songs and put it into that Christian. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. then they were allowed to sing it. Right. right. So it's a super uh, interesting story. How all it, of that lined it, it, up it, to create it, this thread of yeah, music. It's really yeah. fascinating. And and I'm thinking you have, I don't know about like we're talking about blues music, but still blues music and country music, they originate from the same pot. Um, There's this commercial thing that has happened uh, over the course of a few decades, 30, 40, 50 years, where country music has become almost uh, an exclusively white American thing. But if you take it to where it originated, it's definitely straight out of uh, the slave quarters in, yeah. in the American South. Definitely, you know the banjo again. The banjo thing that I posted. Everybody sure. thinks of that as a white country instrument. That is African. You know, so you, I, I got to go see that one. Yeah, just, you should just, check it just out. to it's see the original. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, that guy has a YouTube channel as well. And again, I can't remember his name, but if you go on my Facebook, which you can do at uh, John Allen Official, J O H N A L A N Official, at John Allen Official, in one word. That's where you'll find me on Instagram and Facebook. So if you go on Facebook, you'll find that uh, video article that I posted. It's very, very informative. If you didn't know, the origins of the banjo, and you're curious, check it out. Definitely, it's true. It's true. So, but, but that that sort of cultural meeting between, yeah, like the uh, the Western classical music yeah. and the folk music coming in from from Ireland yeah. and from uh, the Netherlands, from yeah. Norway, yeah. Uh, all these places, sort of led up to uh, the growth of what we know today as the the <clears throat> Call it the popular culture of American music, yeah. spanning from 1910 and up. Yeah, um, and it's it's amazing to see how that circle sort of fulfills when we pick up on that. Yeah, on the backside of yeah. it, you know, it, yeah. we sort of send send yeah. our way our child, and it it came back <laughs> as a family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to to put it like that. Um, 
and and it's it's the same thing that sort of happened with hold on i'm going i'm going into the beatles now um but no but the, uh, we could go for the stones or, or whomever but it's the entire idea of that music being so powerful affecting people on the other side of the ocean yeah like because there would never be a beatles or a stone or or whatever from out of britain if it weren't for uh cliff richards or yeah. no um um yeah those those old like blues rock yeah, uh, yeah, folks. Uh, Little Richard, <coughs> Little not, Richard, not Cliff Richard. Little sorry. Richard, Fats Domino. That was mine. Um, yeah, those people. Yeah. yeah, and so their background comes from listening to this music and playing that music yeah. all around Europe, yeah. and then travel back to the yeah. U.S., inspiring again this artist to step it up. It's a circular thing. Yeah. Man. So uh, and that's the beauty of of musical culture and. To understand where music comes from, because yeah, they, they they weren't trying to be Americans. They were no. trying to be their British selves, playing their music influenced by this American uh, sound. I'll say this: when I look at the Stones and when I look at the Beatles, I think the Stones were quicker to uh, to tip their hat and give a salute yeah. to those old blues players that they were taking their inspiration from. Uh, I think the Stones were better at paying homage to that than the Beatles were. That is a big reason why I don't. I just don't. I mean, there's also. There, there, it, I, I got. I got to stop you on the Stones yeah, thing. Have yeah. you seen that movie uh, with Muddy Waters uh, and Keith Richards? The, and, 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 yeah, the the Stones come into uh, the Trekkers Club with Muddy Waters, <sighs> and you can see uh, you can see Mick Jagger standing besides. Um, Muddy himself, and he he looks like a kid. Yes, he's like yeah. he, he's exploding with yeah. pride. Yeah, and that is the you can absolutely see how much this absolutely. means to them. Yeah, um, there's a there's another uh, thing to compare that with is uh, there's a video out there. It was around 1987 or 88. It was Stevie Ray Vaughan playing with. Uh, oh, shame on me! That uh, a black blues player. Played a flying V left-handed. Albert King. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen to Albert's original stuff and then you listen to Stevie Ray, you can definitely hear the influence. And then to see them side by side and the respect that Stevie Ray was was giving to... to, was painted, to yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's like a passing of the torch because the respect went both ways. Uh, Albert King, you know, they did a lot of talking while they were uh, in between their playing. And Albert King said something to the effect of he's passing the torch on to Stevie Ray. You've got to carry this music on. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I mean, that's the way it should be. Because then you have the other side of it where a couple of incidences where Led Zeppelin just straight up took credit mm. for uh, a few Willie Dixon songs that they didn't write. Willie Dixon wrote those. But they took the song, they twisted it, and put it out there as if they had written it. And, that, and that's, and you can kind of throw Elvis into that thing as well of an artist who didn't really pay homage to the source of their own fame. And there's a lot of not just black musicians or black music lovers who have a big issue with that. 
when it comes to have, Elvis. Have you seen that last Elvis, Elvis movie? Say again? Have you seen the Elvis movie come that came out? No, I haven't. Last, you should. I don't think I should. Uh, you can hate, hate <laughs> well, on I'm, I'm, I'm going to do thing it is, for entertainment purposes. Yeah. And when I say entertainment purposes, Snoopy loves Elvis. So I'm <clears> probably going to sit with Snoopy and watch that. And I'm going to drive her nuts by cracking jokes <laughs> and making fun of Elvis throughout the whole movie. I don't think you have to because the movie does itself. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't, I've seen 80% of the movie. Uh, okay. It still sits back home. I'm going to see the rest of it. But it paints a, a absolutely different picture. Of the man, really. of it. yeah, it, it does. Really. Yeah, uh, okay, well, it, 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 really, it shows. It, it shows. When you say that, I might be able to watch it. It really shows where he's from. He it shows the the um, the churches where he grew up, like mm -hmm. on the uh, on the far wrong side of the tracks, uh, on on the poverty houses, um, and it shows how Elvis, as a persona, was created and destroyed by this man. Who, who was sort of his manager, but... Um, that was a crook. Yeah, absolutely, all the way through. Uh, and it shows through the, the the film, and the film is told by him. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Okay. From his perspective. That's interesting twist. Yeah, it is. So it's... Okay, um, I might watch this Yeah, now. you, you yeah. should. I, I watch it, it with a real critical eye. Yeah. I was thinking if I was going to watch it, it would be with Snoopy, and I would just do it just to drive her crazy. I'm thinking to... To, to my if I, yeah I'm, I'm I like the notion that if Elvis had lived longer he would have been able to sort of break from that possibly cycle yeah. and speak up to where his roots are and and where everything comes from but by the end of the day he was he had nothing to say uh, yeah. about himself or yeah. for himself. It was, yeah. No, that that but, would be interesting to see what how how he would have evolved if he was still yeah. around. But uh, I mean that that was. I think but, about that all the time when it comes to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. What, what would that guy have done? <laughs> would would, you know? would we still remember him the way we do? No. No, I don't think Definitely so. Definitely not. Huh. And and Definitely there, not. I've talked about this uh, a lot of times with people, and for. In in regards of fame and uh -huh. and impact, uh, them being dead, it's probably the best thing that could happen to the world community. I, I think well, because uh, Jimi Hendrix would sort of, I think he would just, he wouldn't fade, but he would be like know. just one of these old guys who, yeah. just another one playing yeah. guitar, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't think he would have just lived off of his. Woodstock in early 70s. No, 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 no. I think he still would have been developing himself as a musician. You could hear that. Yeah, but there's a lot of musicians who who lived and did that yeah. and sort of just faded into history. Yeah. Uh, and you look back and like, oh, these were great yeah. by the yeah. time of Woodstock or, or yeah. like in the late 60s, 70s. Yeah. Uh, and the 80s came and they just faded. They just faded. Um, and it, it's so where to, to so, there's a lot of artists you could think that well, about where would you be yeah and, and thinking about the my music tastes the music that i draw in influence from the music that i appreciate and like and listen to the most is pre-1980 and that's regard now i listen to different genres of music but whether it is the rock i listen to the soul r&b i listen to uh it's pre-1980 for the most part it's because you're old 
I think I'm, I'm an old, <laughs> I'm an old soul, but musically I am an old soul. Yeah. The stuff that I prefer is pre 1980. Well, that goes for me as well, but I sort of challenge myself to sort of as, see, as to constantly as seek out new music yes. and I get a lot of, of miss I do but I, I well, get some really good hits as well and what I the, do, the interesting thing is I, I find a new artist I listen to like oh yes. this is really good yeah I'll, and I love it and I go where's this from uh, and I find oh the album is from 1995 or something like yeah, oh yeah. it wasn't such a new artist either way what, but I, what I'll do is and I, I just got done crapping all over Spotify a few minutes ago <laughs> but but uh, when I'm sitting writing uh, my book Yes, everybody, I'm writing a book. Um, and reading it? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let me give it, let me give it a little commercial for that. If you go to my website, johnallenpod.com, J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com, and go to the homepage, you'll see a little advertisement pop up where you can subscribe to my audiobook. It's a different kind of audiobook. I'm reading one chapter at a time. It's pretty cool because I'll write the chapter and before I edit it or anything, I'll get on this microphone right here, read it in, and then put it out there for my subscribers. So it's unedited. That's um, pretty daring of you, actually. It is. Yes, it is it, terrifying. It's fun, yeah. but it's also terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I'll put it out there, and then I'm biting my nails. I'll, back to this thing about will they like it. Yeah. I try to act like I don't care. <laughs> but I'll I'm going to do wonder, it either way. But I will wonder, do they like this? Is this it? But I, I digress. Um uh, when I'm writing my book, I'll put Spotify on the uh, uh, suggested tracks playlist. Yeah. Dangerous and feature. It is very interesting how often a good song will come up, and then I'll I'll keep writing, but I'll look and I'll write down the name of that artist or band, mm. and then I'll go back later. And there's some great music being made now. There is. Uh, let me tell you, you know, for all of its faults, Spotify is a great source for discovery. Yeah. If you're it, looking for something new, just go onto that suggested playlist and see what happens. See what you find there. But I'm thinking, you know, we, we can say whatever we want about Spotify and, and if you track it all the way back to Napster and, and those kind of things, it happened. And, and, it happened. And, and, we might, and that, that is, yeah. And, and it's the same it. thing that happened when the, when the, uh, when the LP came out, when the, they started uh, pressing singles, they started pressing albums, yeah. you know, uh, music has always been subject to to change like this, uh, way from when they started pressing, I don't know, like this scrolls of music that yeah. could record a piano or yeah. something, or play yeah. or to play a piano. That was the first Napster. Th think about that, yeah, that was the first Napster. <laughs> think about that when they, talking about culture and music, uh, what would Western, Western movie culture would be what would that be like without that auto playing piano? Yeah, you know, you, know? <laughs> you have that imaginary man sitting playing that piano in the back. Uh, uh, imagine all the, the piano player going like, "Oh, I hate this." This is think about that's it, yeah. the same thing. It, it, it really they, is. Yeah, they went out of work because of they had down, this this, yeah. this scroll that just rolls and the piano plays by itself. If you boil it down to basics, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 So we just need to find new ways to to work with music. You're right. And uh, the pr the problem is is we should be able to work with this Spotify thing and earn our living. Why does Oh, that's true. You know, this whole thing about not uh, about making it easy to not listen to this 
album in the proper order, that's one thing. Uh, we can live to learn with that. What really bothers me is the fact that the artist makes so little from these millions, sometimes tens or hundreds of millions of streams, yeah. and the artist makes next to nothing. I think that's pathetic. I think it's thievery. I think it's a shame. That's true. Uh, and in the shadows, you have uh, tons of other streaming services just waiting to sort of jump in and, and grab their shares of the market. You have everything from Apple to yeah. uh, whatnot. Why does Tweezer Spotify and, take all the heat? Because there is there is Apple Music. They're yeah, doing and Tweezer. The same thing. And, yeah. yeah, there's Why a lot of... Because uh, I, think, I think just as <laughs> here in Norway, Spotify it's just is the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, it's not that much in the world. Uh, actually, the biggest streaming service in the world is YouTube. Yeah. Because if you go to whichever country is south of Denmark, uh, Spotify is not that big. You know, I've been traveling a bit and I'm like, oh, you f you'll find me on Spotify. Spotify what? Like, is, yeah, is it on YouTube? Yeah. You uh, we, we went to, to Italy and I was like, uh, no, but we have YouTube. Went to Croatia. I was like, no, we have YouTube. Yeah. You know what I love about YouTube is if you've got good sound equipment and a decent camera, you can give people a good concert experience. That's true. You know, still at the same time, I hate it. That comes out of COVID. What you're talking about now? Uh, I saw uh, that on I saw yeah. that on Anarcho, uh, yesterday. Yeah, they had this this show going. Uh, it's probably old, but it's not COVID old. There, there's a lot of really, really, really nice artists yeah. who's been put some cool place. Just say, okay, you're gonna play only for us, and we're gonna record it and yeah. make a, a concert out of it. And I'm thinking that is not the way live music should be no. experienced. Optimally, should be, you should be there. You should but, be smelling the sweat. So why are we still doing it after COVID? Why are we still so hard pressed of of the, because? And I I'll know tell you why. It, it, Looking it, at it from well, here, here, I'm just going to butt in right here for a second. Yeah. Looking at it from the 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 audience perspective, the best way to experience it is live, right then, yeah. right then and there, live in some venue. However, uh, musicians are getting screwed because these venues, look at how difficult it is for the average band to book mm. a gig. True. So when it's that way, looking at it from the artist's point of view, they want to be seen and heard. That's why I love YouTube. Because that's, that's true. If you can choose artist, it by yourself, yeah. yeah. Yeah, an unknown artist, instead of going to, you know, some of these places, uh, uh, Back in the states, you have to pay if you want to get on that stage. You don't perform. have to go to the states to do that. And it's the same thing in Norway. Okay, yeah. and, and and it's 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 disgusting. So when it's that way, that's why I love YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Looking at it from the artist's point of view, of course, from the audience point of view, we want to be there. We want to smell the sweat. Yeah. But uh, uh, and from an artist's point of view, I want to feed off that response. Well, sure, sure. From, but from also the knowing the the way it is, knowing that uh, you can't make any money, and you have yeah. to at some point, you've got to consider the finances. And, and that those are the the biggest issue with the way Spotify and Apple Music and everyone is is working now. Because you could say, well, then you have to go out on the road. You yeah. have to, to you have to tour. You have to play gigs. That's where you get money. Yeah. Now it's like, uh, oh, you can stream five hundred thousand times. Uh, here's a hundred. 
box. Uh, <laughs> you need to go on the road to play. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we need $500 for you to play at our place. Exactly. Like, and that's why I love what? YouTube. That's why I love the possibilities of YouTube. If you're good and if you've got great lighting and a decent camera. Yeah. And, and, and quality sound, which the average person can have now. In uh, Norway. You can you can put you can put on that YouTube. You can do it twice a week if you want. You can do it every day if yeah, you want. Sure. And people you can be old Justin Bieber. And people will subscribe to your channel, and you'll get to a certain point, and you will make money. That's true. That's true. But that's a lot that's of hard work. I'm, that's it's a lot of hard work, but it's also a lot of hard work to go out playing for peanuts at venues that don't really want you there. True. That's a lot of hard work as well. But if you're driven by by live music, uh, like as an artist, if you if your main motivation is besides you know yeah, writing music yeah. and and then you have it, to get out there and do uh, it, it's, to, it's to sort of feed off that audience uh, yeah. and and that response. It, yeah. It's it's so <laughs> killing to sure. to just be in front of a camera sure. and play. Sure. Um, I miss so, it. And, th and that's why... I haven't, to, 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 I haven't performed live in six years. I'll bring you into my and next I, show. And, I, and I, I, I miss it. You'll come do that song with me. The I'd song you to, wrote. Man. Come on now. Yeah, come yeah. on now. We have it on tape. <laughs> Let's do it. I that'd I'm be a, a, cool, better, that'd a, be a cool thing to do. Well, it would certainly be fun, and I'll definitely yeah. say yes to that invitation. Yeah. I, I'll, t I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm a better vocalist than bass player. <laughs> You you and me know the story of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I do really appreciate that that you came along doing that session oh, with yeah. us. And, and I think it, it just it, it wasn't right for me physically. I just uh, yeah, you know the story. Yeah, of my yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I got, my yeah. arm is so result was really good in the end. So <coughs> yeah, it was. It was. Maybe somewhere down the line we'll, we'll make something happen Abs together. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'll so. definitely come on the microphone if you. Oh man! If you, if you step aside, you, you take a lot of space on stage. Just step aside. <laughs> just let step aside. Let me have the microphone. <laughs> we don't. We don't need all of you. you can <laughs> just go stand in the shadows. Hey, but again, a little commercial. You guys have to go see the Elderwoods. Um, I don't know when you guys' next gig is coming, but if you go on to to, to the Elderwoods uh, on Facebook, that's Elderwoods, E-L-D-E-R-W-O-O-D-S, Elderwoods on Facebook and Instagram. And as things come up, it'll get posted and you guys will see where they're performing. You got to come check them out. Look for the guy with the big beard. Look for there's the guy a, with the, the beard. There's a couple of imposters out there <laughs> trying to oppose us. This is us. the real beard right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the beard. You know, you, uh, yeah, we're not letting that go yet. Um, you know, I was impressed with your, I, I didn't tell you this. I gave you a lot of, uh, uh, what I think was good feedback after that show I saw last weekend yeah. with you guys, but I didn't talk about your guitar sound. I was very impressed, man. You know, Fantastic. everybody is, is the, the casual listener at a live event is when it comes to sound of the guitar, they're probably going to look mostly to Henning because he's playing the solos. Yeah. But as a student of music and as a somewhat of a musician myself, I'm listening to the whole picture. And you, you have a great, great rhythm guitar sound. That's cool. You do, man. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, it just sits right. Th and, and your sense of timing uh, and rhythm uh, as a rhythm guitarist is, is excellent. So I, I want to yeah. give you that feedback right I'll now. I'll put that straight into my heart. Do that, man. Yeah, do it's that. good. Yeah. That's, uh, that's sort of what I'm 
yeah, that's what I'm aiming for. I wasn't pleased with the sound myself, but so I. Yeah, I there were there were some there were some issues, but when when the sound guy got it dialed in, yeah, uh, just, just for, for for my own sake on stage, well, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I, but that is, I mean, we are always our own worst enemies, I think. Uh, but that's good. We want to be as good yeah. as we can, you know. It's a it's about growth. We don't want to stay at uh, as we say in uh, Norwegian, postedikvil. We no, want to keep developing. True. We want to keep taking true. steps and getting better. So. That's healthy. Um, That's healthy. Now I remember wh where I was going to bring this back to the, let's just clap. Yeah, we need to end this. We have uh, 15 minutes, let's say. 15, okay. Yeah. So I bring it, I'm going to bring it back, like to, to put it in, in this musical, cultural yeah. discussion yeah. and stuff again. Uh, and I'm going to, because when we talked about this thing before we met, mm -hmm. we talked about the kids today and, yeah. and music and, uh, at school, that where the, the study I have, we're talking about. Uh, well, the kids of today, what, what, how are they using music? How are they using their music? You know, how are they experiencing their music? And we touched that, uh, yeah. like briefly, mm -hmm. talked about that that TikTok thing. You know, yeah. they play like three or four seconds, yeah. and they know the song. But uh, I just read an article. Uh, my, my main thesis was as that rock is dead ah. uh, music is dying uh, we're going into a a time where uh, no one is playing no one is buying guitars anymore that was like a um, couple of three years ago three yeah I read an article about how guitar companies are yeah. going down because yeah. no one no one's buying guitars yeah. anymore uh, which sort of They've sold a lot of guitars. There should be a lot of guitars around <laughs> out there, but still. Um, and instrument uh, makers are going down because no one's using like acoustic yeah. Or, yeah. or electric instruments anymore. Everything is done by computers. So the theory was that music as we know it, um, from the originating from the 50s, 60s, yeah. 70s and up, yeah. is dying. We're going into a new era and... and Looking back through history, this has always been happening. You know, you have from the from the rocks <laughs> they threw at each other in rhythmic manners to <laughs> to uh, uh, pianos uh, yeah. and and big orchestras to rock pieces with three yeah. persons. Yeah. Uh, so I've sort of just waited for that to happen, mm -hmm. uh, and just acknowledge the fact that I, I'm gonna rise against <laughs> it as long as I can and give all the, the as many kids as I can yeah. the sense of creating music yes. organically. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then COVID came yeah. and I was like, oh no, <laughs> how am I going to do this? Uh, and then I read an article again yesterday because my theory had still been rock is dead. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's gone. Yeah. And then I read uh, that <laughs> music sales like instrument sales are up to a level hold on that has never been seen since 1964 when the beatles think about the, it <laughs> think about it yeah what a turnaround yeah what a turnaround because people has been have been sitting back home uh, alone nothing to do picking up instruments exactly exactly and they're they're bought there are like a big surge in sales 
It's amazing. And I, I spend a lot of time uh, on YouTube. Um, there's a lot of uh, channels that I watch that are instrument based. Yeah. And yeah, we, talk, it, we talked about Rick Beato. Rick, Be yeah. Rick Beato is by far my favorite on YouTube. Fantastic. Uh, guy. The guy is the best musicologist you could find. The guy loves music. He knows music and he knows how to teach it yeah. so that it's interesting. Yeah. I love that guy. But, but, and Rick is, is older than us. Rick is 60 years old, 61 years old. Uh, so he's of that, of that generation. But what I think is very fascinating is I'm seeing guys that are, uh, you know, your age and younger. Some of them are in their early twenties and they're taking that role of musicologist yeah. They're teaching music, uh, history, they're teaching the nuances of guitar and piano. They're teaching the theory and it's making it into this package that, um, uh, you, you better be careful because if everybody keeps going to YouTube, you're going to lose a job <laughs> as, a, as a music teacher. I'm going to be the guy some, who ties all the knots together. Into but one. it's fascinating seeing how these people are so young and yeah. that is so promising. Yeah. It's just, and this is, this has happened, you know, within the last couple of years yeah, because of COVID. That's true. And be, uh, out of this thing, um, like earlier, early days, rock and roll was predominantly male. I mean, it was yes. like you had female rock and roll artists, but they were like, you'd go, wow, cool, whenever you met one. Now, uh, working with, with teenagers, I thought it was like a, um, uh, one, this happened one time, but I've seen it reoccurring that the kids don't want to be playing, especially the girls, they don't want to sit around playing, noodling on their guitar and singing sad songs about yeah. love and yeah. life and, and, and heartbreak and they don't want to be like singing something. They want to play rock and roll. Yeah. They want to play Isn't that cool? That, yeah, it's super cool. And I, I had to sort of stop and think about that because it challenges my views on where we're going. Okay. And yeah. based on the fact that I'm thinking, okay, we're going down south, you know, rock is dead and, and live music is going under yeah, and yeah. that acknowledgement is probably a self preservation kind of thing that music well, is dying you know and it's uh in 15 years 20 years i'm not gonna have a stage to be on because everything goes online and everything yeah, yeah. but at the same time i see all these youngsters like 14 15 years old and they're keeping it alive and they're keeping it alive and they're yeah. picking up their guitars and they're banging the drums and like what about playing this on ah, it's too soft i want to play some rock and roll yeah, and, yeah. and you know if our arcade fire and stuff it's it's uh -huh. kicking and well i i tell you it's you you have such a great job and i know this because uh um one of my first jobs was uh as a music teacher at at, at uh school right yeah, down the road. yeah and yeah when when you see that your love of music is easily transferred to these kids you know yeah. 12 13 15 16 year old kids uh and you know that it's going to be alive, at least with this little group that you have. Yeah, it is very uplifting. It is, and 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 it's 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 a testament that that rock may look dead, but there's somebody out there, somewhere out there, is 
the guitar hero that we'll, we're going to see in 10 years. They're Absolutely. out there. We just haven't seen them yet. I have that guy, actually. I taught that guy. Yeah. yeah, I met him a couple of days ago. <laughs> well, it's an amazing guitar player. And it's, and it's just such a beautiful thing to see. And I think it's very easy to get caught up in, you know, rock and roll is not dead. It's changing. Yeah. Uh, you know, guitar playing is not dead. It's changing. True. And it's so easy for us, especially our generation with the musical background that we have, to maybe forget that change is not necessarily bad. And and let's not like, I'm, I'm as him, we say rock and roll. Um, let's include basically everything that has a guitar yeah, with a yeah, sort of yeah. edgy attack to yeah, it yeah. Uh, into that box. Yeah, and, yeah. and it includes everything from Timberlake to, to country music, you know. Yeah. Um, and everything in between. And everything in between, uh, for sure. Uh, some Funk, jazz, blues. Absolutely. Pop, absolutely. Even pop somewhat, yeah. Uh, well, not go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. But what is pop, what yeah, is what pop is music? That? I mean, yeah, most most music today is considered to be pop music. So That's even true. though it's rock and roll. Yeah. So it's, um, uh, yeah, the thing, and, and you say my role is being like, Gone, but it's not because somebody still has to pull all these, inf yes. these things together. Yes. We need, somebody needs to be the hub that sort of shows the kids that, okay, but you have all these skills. You need yeah. to put it together yeah. to create like this common thing. Yeah. And, and that role will always be necessary. Right. right. Um, and it's, uh, uh, it's interesting to meet the kids when we talk about rock and roll and like, um, and and somebody comes with a song and says, we want to play this. Yeah. And this one kid sits down like, well, I can't sing this mm. because it's like this. And the rest of the group goes, oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. And then you have an interesting discussion right. again. And right. again, back to the cultural meaning of it because we have such a multicultural society yes. at our school that uh, you could have like a group of six people wanting to play a song. Uh, and one, the vocalist reads the lyrics and like, mm. I can't sing this yeah, because it sort of, not, not as much goes against my beliefs, but it goes against the way I'm, I'm comfortable of right. expressing myself. Right. Yeah. Um, they have to be able to connect it, yeah. connect themselves to uh, it. Yeah. And let's face it, a lot of rock pop music has rather prolific language. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm so glad that we still have kids that sort of tend to that. Yeah that stop and say, hold on. Isn't that a great thing to observe? It is great, because we always see the others. Well, we, yeah, it's easy. Again, our generation, it's so easy to think, oh God, these millennials, they don't know how yeah. to think for themselves. They don't know how to think, period. Oh, they suck. Yeah. Well, some of them do, and some of that is just us being old. But I'm thinking, But there's a lot of creativity there. Yeah. There's a lot of inspiration there. There's a lot of soul, heart and soul in those kids. And there's a lot of people thinking more than they should. Yes. To be honest, more True. than we, I, yeah. I, I wish True. more of our generation have thought more than we should, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna jump on that bash on the youth today. Uh, no, well, and we can also turn it around on ourselves. Yeah. As educators, if our, if we think that our students suck, then really we're saying we suck as an educator because it's our responsibility to put the knowledge in front of them in such a way that they become engaged. Am I right? I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I'm I'm leaning towards that that phrase. It takes a village. 
Okay. Uh, I'm on I'm, that too. I'm yeah. thinking uh, as a teacher that holds the, the attention of, of a kid for an hour yeah. a week. There's only so much I can do in that period of time. Um, That's true. But but if the kid uh, is it comes with like the values and the ideas yeah. from home, we can build well, on that. Sure, we we sure, can sort of sure. uh, we can we can polish those. Yeah, I'm not saying a teacher it's their responsibility to make a child think, but it is the teacher's responsibility to put it in front of them. Yeah. To you know, nurse it. Exactly. Yeah. To nurse what's there, to nurse yeah. the potential that's already there. For sure. I'll sure. backpedal a, li- a little bit and say it that way. It's a teacher's <laughs> responsibility to, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, uh, should we call it quits? Do we have what we need? I think so. Yeah. I think it was a great discussion regardless. Yeah. Um, who cares what other people need? We got something. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I think it was true. a great discussion. I, I love talking about music. I'm yeah. definitely a music lover. Um. I think we need to be doing this uh, more often. I, you know where I live, my man. Yeah, I do, I do. And uh, I'm gonna bring my own microphone then. Yeah, you like my mic. <laughs> yeah, uh, but how does it sound now? I, now I, I'm I'm getting used to it. See, I think I just got used to my settings yeah. and everything. But yeah. but again, I'm just I'm gonna do a couple of things in post production. Um, just you know, just for fun, one. I'm gonna bring my own microphone. You should do that. Just, just to see it, what yeah. happens. I want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I am far from uh, a sound expert. If if I could be better at something uh, musically, it would be that engineering uh, uh, production thing. You know, I know what sounds good on an equalizer, for example, but I don't know the mechanics of it. Like if somebody says, yeah, well, with a kick drum, you should be thinking of this many hertz is where you need to. I, I Does don't it know sound that. good? I don't. Yeah. Well, see, okay. but that's that's that. Yeah. I feel like because I don't know those standardisms of the technical side of yeah. things that I'm the ter- missing. The terminology. But part of it is because I sit here by yeah. myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. You get me. you get super used to well, and and it brings me to one of my my sort of favorite phrases because I'm fortunate enough. I, I'm not like the best sound engineer around. I'm I'm not. By any means, but I'm fortunate enough to have ears that coincide yes. with a lot of other people's ears. Yeah, and that's the way I see it. You know, mm-hmm. when I do sound, I'm trying to get to the point where I am happy with it and I'm pleased. And I put a lot of a lot of my musicianship yeah. into it. And but fortu- how's your hearing? How's your hearing? What? <laughs> no, I think it's good. Actually, the kids at school hate me for it. Yeah, they they try to. They always try to challenge me. They they're whispering in the back. So I said, I don't whisper. You know, and I'm gonna hear you. See, and they're got... they're always sort of testing me out. And I'm like, <laughs> so every day, like, how did you hear that? And I'm like, I don't know. But see, I have I have some significant hearing loss, and yeah. I think that also makes me very unsure of my production yeah, skills course, when it comes yeah. to sounds. So. Yeah. But but I, I'm I think as long as you know of it as long as you are you are aware of it you can always work around it well when i've sent my uh self-produced songs out for mastering i've never had anyone send them back and say man this mix sucks no i can't work with this so i've never had that happen so i must be doing it right but i'm just so unsure because i'm i'm always by myself i don't work with anyone else on that side of things Uh. So uh, it makes me it makes me a little unsure, but uh, I, guess, I guess I'm doing the right thing. Like I, I say, I think Matt, everyone I, is. You know, I've, I hate sitting by myself in my studio. 
Well, well, really? Yeah, even though See, I'm, pers- I'm kind of protective of myself. I, at the same time, as I say, I feel like I'm missing out because I'm not doing more collaborations. I'm also very secure in that because I'm kind of insular. I'm kind of protective. Yeah, but you, I, I admire you for that because you're, you? yeah, because Thank you're you. real. Like you, uh, you are true to what you believe in, and you, yeah. you go with that. And I, I'm starting to do that. <laughs> well, I well, well, I, well, I, I, I always done that, but but I've to, watched you grow into it. Yeah, I watched That's you go thing. from Mudrod, yeah, more of a band thing. To this thing with Elderwoods, which is more of your vision, and I've watched you. And this is I've watched you grow into this new role, for sure. This I, and, I love, and the, I love the, seeing it. And and I talked to Henning about this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, um, and that's the thing. This is and it all boils down to this one session that I had in the studio. Yeah. Uh, and I sent this song to him and said, "Do you want to be a part of this?" And we went and you. You are the guy who sort of convinced me that well, this is good. Yeah, I really do like what you're doing here, yep. and uh, that sort of gave me the the I don't I wouldn't say confidence, but yeah, probably confidence to sort of stick to it and just say, you know what, whatever happens, I'm I'm just gonna do this. Yeah, and it led me to the point that I'm doing it and creating new songs and putting music out there. And I'm listening to other people, but I'm more. You're staying true to your vision. Yeah, yeah. I know where I. You know. I know what, what I want. want. Yeah. yeah. And that brings me back to that whole start of this discussion. <laughs> me and Roni in the studio, and he goes with his uh, Latin American yeah. samba rhythm into my music, <laughs> and most people would probably love that because it gives flavor and, right. and something new. Right. But Santan goes, okay, if you take all of those notes and you remove 90% of them yeah, and just put yeah. everything on the toms and the kick, what do you get? That's what you're looking for. Um, yeah. And then you have that space, that room, yep. that mellowness that sort of brings that whole uh, notion of what I call Northern Ikana music. Right, right. It's very it, thin and yet that thin within that thinness is a lot of expression. Yeah. There, there is no a, extra no there's no filler notes. No, no. Uh, when it's when it's needed they are there but it's uh, not excessive. in the bigger no, on the bigger picture it is I want to keep it uh like on a low note. Yeah. I want yeah. I want um, the words and the music and the details to be able to speak. You know what that reminds me of? Um One of my all-time favorite albums is Neil Young's Harvest Moon mm. from 1992. You know I love Neil Young. 92? Yes. Yeah, that's that's my guy. I love him. Uh, and I saw an interview with Neil after that album was released, and the interviewer was commenting how it was such a drastic swing away from the loudness of his um, uh, his Weld tour which was all feedback yeah. and his old black uh, Gibson and, and all that stuff. And then he just took it all the way down and here's Harvest Moon. Yeah. Uh, very, very thinly produced. Every instrument is just, I almost picture them literally leaning back. and just, It's just so laid back and still and quiet. Yeah. And <clears throat> Neil commented something about the keyboardists Uh, Spooner Oldham is his name. He's actually a, a Nashville legend. 
uh, Stax Records legend. Played on a lot of Aretha Franklin stuff. Fantastic. Uh, and then the interviewer said, keyboards, I don't hear any keyboards on those songs. And Neil Young said, exactly. He said, you can barely hear, and you say you can't hear Spooner on any of these songs. But if I were to take him away, there would be a big void there. Yeah. And that is the feeling he was going for on that album. And I kind of get the feeling. You've spoken to me before about how the the rhythm you want the rhythm section to be. And I always think of that example yeah. with Neil Young and Spooner Oldham's keyboard playing. Such, yeah, it's there. It's, you can't hardly hear it, but it's there. And if it wasn't there, you would feel the emptiness. That's true. That's such a great story. I, I love. Yeah. I, I got. I have so many of those Neil Young stories that that inspire. And I don't. Even, my music is nothing like Neil Young. I guess you can hear elements of it in my music, but his ethos, his 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 philosophy, his. Uh, uh, the way he follows his muse yeah. is so inspiring to me. I, I, I just love that guy and, and, and everything he's done, everything. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I've, I don't love everything by Neil Young, but I do love the simplicity of Neil Young. Yes, yeah. The, the way yeah. he creates room for himself and the band and when, when he does. And that change is, is amazing. And you did a beautiful version of uh, Helpless, oh, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last weekend. That's one of my favorite songs. And there's a song in simplicity. It is. Uh, it I'm is. sorry, a lesson and in simplicity. It's it's just and three chords. I'm just going to end this session with a shout out to a band that sort of really pushed my my tolerance button. <laughs> uh, it's a band called uh, The Sweethearts. Uh, Oslo yeah. based um yeah. Americana thing, it's guitar, piano, uh, slide guitar, vocals. And that was a tormenting lesson of waiting. Ah. Uh, to be able to play in a way that, and I, that's why I'm, I was playing the gig and I was, in my head I was going, I need to slow down. <laughs> I need to wait. I need to have room because uh, I, I did a uh, sound for them the week before uh, and I was standing there and I was listening to them and they were the way they sort of just waited out everything it was so mellow so low and so nice and so beautiful that it sort of and yeah, that has everything to do about understanding what you're doing to well, putting your music into a context and and yeah well quietness space air uh at times seems like it's a lost art in modern music yeah so the bands the artists who actually employ those things in their music you notice it yeah it's different absolutely different feeling um let's leave it on that note listen everybody this uh this gentleman right here and i'm olsen he's a good friend of mine i love this guy to death uh, it's my fault that we don't hang out more. I'm the one that's, yeah, it's me. It's my fault. Uh, but you have a standing invitation uh, to always come on this show, to talk okay. about music, to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, uh, I will always help you to promote whatever you have going on. So something big happens, come on and let's talk about it. And I'll put it out there to my viewers and listeners and maybe get you 
get you a few extra yeah. followers on followers. your uh, to show up at yeah. your show. You yep. need to. You just need to know that that's a that's an open invitation. Oh well, maybe we'll do a, a, a live gig kind of thing the way we well, talked about. Well, that we would be really cool. That, yeah. yeah, and um, to bring you know the whole thing guys. with my radio station has been put on hold for now. Yeah, uh, and that's for health reasons. This whole thing with my arm and stuff. Uh, that's why I haven't started the radio station. I just need to get healthier with this uh, shoulder and this arm. But eventually my radio uh, station is going to be up and running. I would love to have you and the guys come in. You see, we have room to do it acoustically. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, we just mic everybody up and off we go. Yeah. Have a live performance for the radio thing and for the podcast. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So we haven't done that. That's the... the the really cool thing about this Elderwoods project, we have one song that is recorded mm -hmm. and released. Um, and But we have like 15 songs and growing. They played for two hours um, last Saturday. So they've, you guys have a full show. Yeah, thank you. So I would I would love to give you guys two two hours of mic time on my show. Oh, and, and we just think, think about how fun that would be. We laugh and joke in between songs, and then you guys play yeah, for a while, and then we laugh and just joke Just talk some about more. stories about the song. That invitation is is there. So we're just going to make that. that. We're going to make that happen. That'd be Do fun. it right here. That would be super cool. I want to tell everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember, you can go to my website, johnallenpod.com. That's where you'll see all the work that I do. Uh, you'll also see in the description of this episode, whether you're watching on Facebook, I'm sorry, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're listening on a podcast platform, you'll see several links that you can click on to uh, send me any contributions that you would like to send in order to support the work that I do. It's greatly appreciated. I can't do this stuff without you. Well, I can, I guess. It's more fun to do it with your support. I'll put it to you that way. So I appreciate you guys' support. Isn't that true? We, That's true. We try to act like we don't want support, but no, we do. No. And it's more fun when we are supported. Want people to like us. I want you all to go out there and love, be loved, and enjoy the process. Take care of yourselves and everybody around you. Thanks now.